Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. And it's that time of year again. It's Christmas, which means it's time for the annual FTC Christmas episode. And we have, as always, for this special episode, our favorite Christmassy guest, Mr. Christmas himself, Dr. Ronald J. Martin. Ronnie Martin, how are you, brother? Whoa, I like how you introduced me right well, there. That, you don't was, have that was the, nice. At the time of this that recording, nice. apparently the, the degree has not been officially <laughs> conferred. We're two days away. I mean, can we define officially conferred? <laughs> yes, it means when they put the hood on you and you, they hand you the piece of paper. Oh, so until you look like a character from Harry Potter, <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that, That's you're a, not really... You're not really a doctor That's exactly yet. Right. right. But by the time, Lord willing, by the time people hear this, unless something crazy happens in two days, they discover some hidden transcript, yeah. you know, that you've been, like, faking this whole thing. You know, there's always— Someone the was ghostwriting all of your always doctoral papers. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. Someone will object in the middle of the ceremony, like at what the, you know, a little— That like would be so amazing. Is, anyone, t- is there anyone in this room who objects <laughs> to this degree what, is this a being wedding? conferred on this person? Yes, he's an imposter. Wouldn't it be great if you raised your the hand? The real went, Ronald <laughs> Martin is— <laughs> <laughs> Then my wife stands up. <laughs> No, she will not object. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she's glad that it's over. No, she's uh, so by glad. By the time this episode airs, you will officially be yeah. Dr. Ronnie Martin. How does it feel coming to the end of that journey? I mean, if I ever felt imposter syndrome before <laughs> this degree, I feel it times 27 now. Okay. That's how it feels. Yeah. Well, they tell you when—I don't, to- don't know if they told you, but at the colloquium— for the, I the, still don't know how to say that word. Yeah, I think it's colloquium. That's the very first seminar that you take mm-hmm. in the doctoral program because a lot of us feel that way. When you sit at the table, they'll, they say to you, if you're at this table, you belong here. It's very <laughs> affirming. <laughs> there are no imposters at this table, right? I felt more like if you're at this table, <clears throat> you may or may not belong here. That's, <laughs> that's how I read that. Maybe they said that for the very first time because you were there. Yeah, <laughs> they for sure did. You know what? We always say that line, but now Ryan Wait, who's that here. guy over there with the uh, denim jacket? <laughs> oh. Speaking of denim jackets, we had a conversation last night. Oh, man, that really messed you up. You're, we were, still, we, <laughs> you're still really upset about that. We are both that. wearing denim jackets, and I expressly asked you last night. So the Martins are staying with us. If you're listening to this and, and, and wondering, what's what's this conversation about? You're you're staying with us, and we're doing a lot of podcasting today. Yeah. And I wanted to know, and I yeah. think there's going to be a photo shoot. This yeah. is why I was asking. It's yeah. not just casual. There's a photo shoot, and so I said, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> and Which is amazing that you would think I would wear because something. Because I planned other. to wear my denim jacket, and yeah. lo and behold, you're wearing your denim jacket. Well, I own and that now market. We look like I own that market first. We so. look like the married couple that like goes to the mall together, and you. Dude, you no, know. no, no. We look like a band that's okay. all like wearing the same thing. Uh, that's okay. how I liked it. That's how I like to describe it. If you it. say so, I think it's going to be sweet, man. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, this is the Christmas episode. This is the Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah we're talking so, about all this other unChristmassy stuff. I know yeah. it's it's that time of year, and we've had you on. I think this. This is the fourth mm. Christmas episode. It's an annual tradition now. This is the fourth episode. We've talked about things in the past like the blessings and burden of nostalgia at Christmas time. I think the original one was just like grab bag. It's just the Christmas episode. And we talked about all things Christmas, the yeah. kind of presents we got at Christmas when we were kids. And these are all fun episodes. If you're interested, you could go back if you got some time this Christmas. My um, vision for this episode is sort of like it's it's either right before or right after and someone just needs a break 
They're mm. going to queue up a, yeah, I just want, you know, kind of a breather. Let's listen to a couple of yahoos talk about Christmas for a little <laughs> bit, and that'll be relaxing. And so we like to talk about more sentimental things. You can go some other podcasts if you want, like the Theology of the Incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, we like that, but— Get this all Athanasius is, this on is the Christmas. whole thing, right? Yeah, we want to be Christmassy here yeah. just as a little, uh, a little breather. So we talked about nostalgia, about childhood Christmas— Last year, uh, we talked about COVID Christmas. That was kind of a bummer as I was looking at the episodes. <laughs> what did we talk about previously? One was our COVID Christmas. I don't know what I was thinking. That's what people needed in 2020. Last year, we though, we talked about Christmas movies, oh, re- yeah. redemptive yeah. moments from Christmas movies. So <clears throat> naturally, I thought this year we could talk about our favorite Christmas music. Mm, and you're a big, I'm about to say you're a big music guy. That kind of actually even belies the fact that you're a musician. You're not just a big music guy. You're a musician yourself. Give us a little bit yeah. of background on that. Like a recording artist, legit. Not just yeah. like, hey, I'm into music. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Before, you're a rock star. Well, yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far. but um, <laughs> Okay, I went too far. No, so before, you know, before I, I was kind of fully immersed in all this ministry stuff, yeah, I was, I've been a recording artist for 30 years. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was with a I was with a label that that a lot of people may have heard of called Tooth and Nail back in the '90s, and I was one of the just kind of one of the original artists that kind of came onto that label and was with them for probably 15 years, recorded 20 plus releases and produced records and went on tour and did all of that. So that was a huge part of my life that still that still is in existence, but I, I sort of do it more in the margins now. But there's like the fan base for that. <laughs> yeah. Because I was as a kid in the nineties or like high school, high school into college in the nineties, I was a tooth and nail guy. Yeah. I listened to those bands and the ones sort of they weren't officially tooth and nail, but just in that genre. They were still of the part Christian of that community. Alt. Yeah, we were all kind of in the same community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved—I was a big The Prayer Chain guy. Yeah, I know you know yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love that. You know those guys. Poor Old Lou, huge yeah. Poor Old Lou guy. Just did, guy, just did a podcast with the uh, the guitar player from Poor Old Lou. Oh, my word. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Aaron so, Sprinkle. 20, so. That's right. And his brother Jesse Sprinkle yeah, was also yeah. in the band. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Pearl Lou, I sent away for a T-shirt. You know, they had like, you could get merch, like yeah. band merch in the album. I don't know if you guys did that in your band. So we should say your band was Joy Electric. Is that yeah, right? Was that's there, right. Was there more than one or was, was that the well, main? Well, yeah, I did, all the, I did all the songwriting and the studio work, but then I had like, I had a band that would play with me. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. So it was really, it's Ronnie Martin. It's kind of like. I don't know. It was Nine Inch Nails, like Trent Reznor, so, yeah, and then like he would right. bring guys on. Instead, kind of, right. So instead of using my name, I had a band name, but then I had guys that were just with me. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I sent away for the T-shirt, a poor old Lou T-shirt, which I love that T-shirt. I wish I still had it. I could maybe even fit into it again today. I don't know. <laughs> um, I sent away for this Let's T-shirt. Let's not get too and optimistic. They sent, well, that's true. I've lost some weight, but I do not look you like look great, I did man. in 94. I know. I don't either, but you look <laughs> And great. I'm actually kind of glad. My wife would be glad I, I, that I, I'm not as skinny because I— <laughs> Look like you could break me by oh, breathing shoot. on me, uh, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I sent away for the T-shirt, and they sent it to me. I thought that this was the coolest thing. They shipped it to me in a cereal box. Oh. So the cereal box came. So they're getting, <laughs> and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. They're getting all cool with the packaging and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it was like. And I opened it up, that. and there's my poor old Lou T-shirt. That's what it was like back yeah. then. So anyway, 20-plus releases, probably yeah. more more haircuts than that even. 20-plus oh, haircuts man. probably. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. It a lot was of that a, kooky stuff. Side. Because your band yeah. was more on, like, how would you describe your band? Like, it's not grunge rock. No, it was. we were the outliers. So we were, it's electronic pop. Euro so pop it's, type it's, yeah, influence. Yeah, synthesizer, all synthesizers. Okay. And we were the only band on the label that was like that. So on a label with all the grungy <laughs> punk rock, yeah. ska, 
you know, oh, ska. Al- alternative I remember that year. In, indie rock stuff. <laughs> and then you had us, which was more like it would fit in the indie rock category, but it wasn't rock. And so we were always just sort of the, we were always like the, the you know, the stepchild, you know, the unwanted stepchild in the corner that yeah. was like, hey, can we, can we come? <laughs> Are we invited to the party? You know, yeah. it was, so there was, it gave me a big complex because, you know, we were the only ones that were doing what we were doing. And it was, but being on a label like that, it was, we were supported really well by the label, but the other bands were like, why why are you here? You know, kind of a thing. So it was, yeah. it was really strange. So was, I'll, I'll confess, like, I didn't listen to that kind of music. So I wasn't, I don't know, I yeah. didn't enjoy Electric. I yeah. mean, I, I knew of you because I read the magazines and sure. things like that. And, yeah. and I would see, you know, your stuff in there. But, like, I didn't listen to the music because I was more mm-hmm. on the rock <clears throat> type side of things. But that style is like, of course, it was big and then kind of went by the wayside. But it's big again, right? It seems like that kind of alt-pop synthesizer-y type yeah, stuff it is getting, it's, it's, it's funny, it's yeah. coming back, maybe? Well, I mean, it's been, it, it's kind of really funny because when you, li- if you listen to pop music over the last, like, probably 15 years, yeah. like, this whole wave of, like, 80s-inspired, like, synthesizer yeah, yeah. pop records, I mean, it's still happened. I mean, it's still so big. We were just, again, like everything I've done in my life, it was like, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of my life, to be quite That's honest. Right. But so we were just, we had just kind of kept going with that sound when mm. it was way out of fashion. Then it came way back into fashion and in, in, in kind of an era when we were kind of stepping back a little bit and not doing as much. And so, again, that timing thing. But, yeah, it kind of came back in spades and it's just, it's kind of the way pop music sounds right now. Yeah. And it's been that way for a long time. So I'll get people saying, gosh, the irony, Ronnie, the irony. And it's like, <laughs> well, I know the Lord, the Lord does, you know, interesting things. But yeah. here we are. So you've got a project that we're going to talk about shortly. Yeah. Because it, it dovetails what we're talking about. If you're wondering like, wow, okay, this was a Christmas episode and you're just talking about his music. I know. People There's are a reason right the, the, the stars will align, I promise you. It's not just a long bio. But let's talk about Christmas music. Yeah. Because you're you're Mr. Christmas for sure. When you guys arrived at the house last night, I knew, like, we have to have this set up well. And Becky had it set up well. Like, mm. we had some kind of Christmas scene going on the TV, some kind of screensaver type thing on the TV. It looked like a cozy cottage with snow falling. It was amazing. And she had all the baked goods out. I know you're a big baked goods guy, yeah. so she had all the baked goods out. Oh and, of my course, gosh. dinner was, was cooking. And when you all rang the doorbell, we made sure— Tony Bennett's Christmas album, or at least one of his Christmas albums, Tony. was playing on the record player. That it just, was amazing. It wasn't a Spotify Alexa no, deal. No, no, this no. Was it was like, real music. This was vinyl. This it was, was analog. a needle. It was analog. Like in the groove. 100%. You got that little sound going. The crackling. That's right. You the distortion. It was beautiful. Because we know you're also Christmas music guy. Mm. Not just Christmas guy, but Christmas music guy. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, talk about Christmas and music. Why is music so important for Christmas? Well, it's it's to imagine Christmas without the music is almost impossible, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. on, and for some people that may be the case. But I can't imagine. I mean, the music is what m- is in a lot of ways what makes Christmas Christmassy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like imagining Thanksgiving dinner without the gravy. It's like, well, <laughs> I, you yeah. know, I, I guess I can, but it's going to feel really dry. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So the music just sets the, um, it's the flavoring of Christmas. It, to me, it's what makes Christmas Christmas. It's what, it's what kind of triggers all the nostalgia and the memories of Christmas is when I hear that first Christmas song, wherever I'm at, and it comes up, whether it's an old croony Christmas song or whatever it is, it's like, ah, like the season has arrived. <laughs> That's what it is for me. So for me, the music is kind of everything, to be honest. Now, do yeah. you cue that up to start, or is it just you wait for it 
to hear the first sort of Christmas song and then you know, oh, it's arrived. Like yeah. the thawing of Narnia or something <laughs> like that. How do you or do you just sort of like, no, like I gotta start playing the Christmas music now? Is there a, an, an official start time for you? Yeah, there is an official start time for me. That's gotten a little more difficult. So our time is Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. And again, I'm, I'm that's just us. I you know, but I you know what's weird is I feel like with the whole, like, kind of the Christmas industry thing that has begun, it's become so big with decorations and music. I feel like, especially since COVID, it kind of starts now for most people on November 1st, the day after Halloween. That's when yeah, people kind of yeah. kick it off. And so as much as I try to avoid it because I, I'm, I'm to me it's about anticipating and waiting for that moment when it all kicks in, you can't escape it because people— People are bringing it in early now, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's real early. I mean, now. the products switch over. I mean, you go like, to a Target on October thirtieth. Yeah, and it's all there, moving everything. Yeah, over. you got like your choice of like seventy different like gingerbread houses you can buy <laughs> that are like everything yeah. from like NASA space stations to like you know like football stadiums yeah. to to decorate. And so it's really funny, but yeah, so it'll be like I'll just hear you'll hear it. You'll be somewhere. You'll be at a, like a grocery store, or whatever. You'll hear that. Mm-hmm. You'll hear that song and be like, oh, yeah, the season's there's a, coming. There's a I- local radio station here. I don't listen to the normal radio anymore, but I used to listen to the radio station. That was basically just like pop rock hits, yeah. like 60s, 70s, and 80s, or 70s, 80s, 90s, something like that. And they would do a contest of when we're going to switch to all Christmas. Oh, and if you that. guessed the right day or the whatever, you win something. But That's awesome. for them, it was just like, hey, when are we going to switch over? And it was, like, it, was a big, you know, it was a big deal every year. Like, oh, when are they going to go to all Christmas music? Yeah. I eventually. Love that. Yeah, I love like you walk into the store and it and the music has changed over and I love there's it. just something about that transition. We're I'm preaching through a series at Liberty Baptist right now. Our Advent series we're calling it the Songs of Advent. Oh yeah. So every Sunday looking at a different biblical song. That's awesome. And I the, love that. The way I introduced the series is is really just to talk about because I started in Psalm 110 and setting up the idea that the Psalms were like the hymn book for Jesus and the disciples and you know the early followers of Christ their songbook was the Psalms. And there's just something about music broadcasts on a different frequency than normal speech. It does. It seems to have more of a direct line to the heart. So there's something about Christmas music that is deeper. It it impacts us at a, I don't know, a subconscious level, even while we're taking in the lyrics and hearing the songs. It's just there's something more resonant there than just the bumper sticker cliches, you know, he's the reason for the season and all all those sorts of things. So let's talk about Christmas music, our favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. For you, uh, like it's Christmassy, you're feeling it when what is on the turntable or what is on in the in in the car on the playlist? You know, to me, so I'll start with the pinnacle for me. Oh, you're going to start at the top. The top, yeah. And and again, I'm not here. So I'm not going to make a bunch of distinctions between sacred and secular um, yeah, no, lots of just just Christmassy music. Yeah, so yeah. this is it because I, I like both. Okay, to be honest with you, I yeah. like both. And um, but for me, the the pinnacle is when I hear uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Okay, that, and, is that the chestnut? Yeah, chestnut. Okay. And with Nat King Cole's voice, just oh, that yeah, yeah. incredible, like maybe the best vocalist that's ever lived for me. And um, but when I hear that that it's that introduction, it's the introductory music. Where it's like that bendy, you know, that, that string sound. And I just, it, to me, it's like that is Christmas. And so that just triggers all the memories. It's almost like everything is transformed mm. inside of me at that moment. It's like my, like all of me switches over into Christmas mode when I hear that Nat King Cole song. I just love it. It's just, it's a beautiful song. 
it just to me, like lyrically, I to me, because I'm a songwriter, there are certain songs I listen to, I, a lot of songs, where I listen to and I go, I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they wrote that. It's not my style. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, with the chords they use, how they, the melody, it's like complex or it's just in such a way that I would never know how to write because I don't have that kind of talent. And when I hear that song, that is one of those songs where I go, it was written by Mel Torme. Yeah. And I go, how did he do that? And I, I love his version of it as well. It's the, incre- his version of it is incredible. Fog. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. So that song, I could never, I never get tired of it. It just, that is the pinnacle for me. It just, it just screams Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. There's songs that, the, when, I, when I think about the songs in that kind of genre, yeah. and I, I do love the Christmas song, but the songs in that genre that I've always loved that kind of give me that cozy Christmassy uh-huh. feeling, they're usually songs that speak of things that I didn't experience until oh. yeah, I was an older person. So, yeah. you know, even growing up, I didn't grow up in an area that snowed. Mm. But songs like Let It Snow, yeah. you know, where just the sleigh ride and the cozy and we're in front of the fire and those yeah. sorts of things. Like, I didn't know that experience, but it gave me a kind of sense of longing and mm-hmm. just a sense of coziness that I, I wanted to feel. And so that makes me feel like Christmas or even like I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is kind of even a little— yeah. It's nostalgic. It's a little bit melancholy, you know. Yeah, Those you sorts think of, of songs. It, yeah, think of it like the troops in World War II who weren't yeah. able to come home, and yeah. yeah. There's just songs that that are outside of my experience, and right. yet they touch on something that hits an inner longing. I, I really like those kind of. No, songs. No, I totally agree. I think that's it. I grew up in Southern California, so no snow, perpetual seventy-nine degree weather, sunshine. It doesn't look <laughs> right. like Christmas. It doesn't feel like Christmas. And so, yeah, I think, but I think like you, I think that's why those songs like kind of have that place for me because you would always, so I ended up moving to the Midwest 13 years ago and I actually get to experience that now and yeah, it's magical. It is. And um, so the snowy Christmases and, and the, you know, the fall with the leaves and the turning of the colors. And so, yeah, those songs evoke that. So like Winter Wonderland, Let It Snow, Sleigh Ride. I mean, I actually get to experience some of that. Not that I'm going on sleigh rides every Christmas, <laughs> hey, <why not>? but uh, <laughs> there was one Christmas. We'll go grab my horse and we'll uh, we'll do a quick sleigh ride, you know. But there was one Christmas morning. This is when we were in Vermont. I don't remember which year it was, but it would have been between. It probably would have been about 2012, maybe 2013. Christmas morning, the big picture window was open. We didn't have a lot of windows in our in 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 our house, but we had this one big picture window that looked out across the kind of rural road at this at this pasture across. And the tree was up, and Becky and the girls were sitting on the floor. I was sitting in a chair, and Becky and the girls were on the floor, and they were looking at one of the presents or opening up a present that one of the girls just got. And there was snow falling outside the window, yeah. and the lights were low, but the Christmas tree lights were on. And I just sat back and looked at the scene. And it was as close to like living in a <laughs> yes. postcard that I have had ever experienced. It was career and eyes. And just right there. it was. My my heart just felt so full. And I was just so taken aback, like, oh, the thing that's been in my heart and mind from Christmas movies and Christmas stories and Christmas music. Yes. I, I'm actually in it You're right living in it. this moment. I didn't want it to end I this know. little snapshot of a of a diorama. I'm actually in it right now. And Christmas music somehow does that. It does. It gives you that little that taste. Okay, so Nat King Cole, Mel Torme. So, so you like the crooners. 
I do like the crooners. I think because my dad was a big band guy. Okay. Oh, okay. So growing up, and again, big band was before his era. Yeah. So he was kind of like the old school dude listening to the old stuff. Big band for you young people would have been like in the 40s would be the heyday of big band music. I think so. 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, 50s. Before the rise of kind of like... Pop music, Rock and roll yeah, the, 19, Beatle, the Beatles in, and, and, and all 50s. that, okay, Elvis yeah. and the Beatles, right? This was pre-Elvis and Beatles before everything became, yeah, just more simple and, and rock and roll. And so I think, you know, it was a, you know, around Christmas time because he always listened to like Sinatra and Dean Martin. So then naturally, like the radio stations at that time, they would just switch to Christmas music, but it would be all the crooners. Yeah. And so to me, that's just what felt like Christmas was yeah. that Christmas music. I did the same know? thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Like my parents didn't listen to that that I recall. It would be more country and, and yeah. Western kind of influence stuff or pop Christian or, you know, sure. so, you know, soft pop Christian type stuff. Yeah. And yet when I switched my satellite radio over to the Chris, when I want Christmas, and there's like three or four holiday stations. I don't choose the contemporary one that's yeah. got like the yeah. NSYNCs and the Katie Clarksons <laughs> and whatever else. I turn it to the one that is, I think it's called Holiday Traditions. Yeah. And it's it's the crooners kind of up through maybe the early 60s. It's like 60s, 70s. All the way to the 60s. Yeah. Because that kind of continued through that era. Yeah. yeah. Even the 70s. Yeah. It did. And it's had kind of a heyday. I mean, you've got like Lady Gaga doing duets with Tony Bennett 100%. and things like that. Well, he does a whole series of duet type things. He does. He? Yeah. 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 But it's so, that style. So, yeah. Yeah. So what is it about that style? So for you, it's it's a connection to home, family, your dad listened to that. It is. But, yeah. There's that nostalgia. But there's something else about it too, isn't there? I don't know. Well, you know, again. The time period maybe? I think it is because it's also attached to the movies that we like. That's true. Like It's a Wonderful Life. White Christmas. And, and White Christmas. Those, yeah. So I think there's that connection too. Holiday Inn would be another Holiday movie, Inn. Yeah. I think too what I like, and so so like modern artists can do this too. So it's not like it just has to be an old crooner. I like an orchestral, like an orchestral backing. Yeah. So I don't need like drums in my Christmas music. I don't, okay. I don't need like guitar and I, you know, so I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm just, I'm a sucker for just the, all the orchestra, all the strings. So it can be anybody. It can be like somebody modern, like doing that. I just, I think I just like that kind of backing because there's just some, it, well, the music itself is so warm. And yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's like, there's nothing to me that gets in the way of the song. And I and I do like some modern pop rock and roll renditions of things. Like I'm actually okay with that too. But to me, it just doesn't evoke the same sense of like of warmth. I think, and that's a personal thing. But I love that. I love all the strings and the full orchestra backing for Christmas music. Well, that's really interesting because I, I, as you were talking about that, it made me think like it's such a callback to a time. Yeah, like we just dated it to say this would have been the heyday would have been like the 40s and the early 50s. It's such a callback to a time, and yet it feels more timeless than like yeah, oh yeah you know if I go back and listen yeah. to NSYNC's Christmas album from 20 years ago or whatever yeah I may still like jam to that or whatever or some people may but it feels that feels more dated even though it's more modern but it, than but listening it could, to Dean Martin because it kind of is more dated in the way it is it is yeah that's so interesting because that was like because that's like a mo- that's like a pop style that was modern for its time yeah whereas like these when you're using more traditional instruments and okay. you're using these orchestral instruments they have stood the test of time. Mm. So the, it's not dated to use that kind of okay. backing. So like, for example, like when you bought, like I bought a modern, uh, you know, I'm always buying new records that come out. So last year, this artist called Joss Stone, she's kind of like a British R&B artist, okay. does all the modern, you know, kind of, you know, hip hop you know, with all the beats and all that kind of stuff. She released a Christmas album, but it was all like the old school orchestral backing. 
and it's beautiful. It's incredible. So it's like, again, she didn't try to use like beats, you know, on the record, (laughs) which is fine if people want to do that. I do that, right? But it's just used all the classical. We call it classical for a reason, right? It's classic. And something that's classic doesn't doesn't tend to date. Yeah. And so. Let me ask you for your opinion on this, because one of my favorites, entire album, not just Mm. the individual songs, but I love the album, is Elvis Presley. Christmas mm. album? Do you like the Elvis mm. album, or is that a little too? Much? No, I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but I yeah, like. I'm not either, but I yeah, like but the but Christmas. his Christmas stuff. Yeah, I mean it's classic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Blue Christmas. Yeah, I just I I love Blue Christmas. <laughs> I don't know why. It's so Elvisy. Yeah, his voice is is hard for me, but like I've yeah, got a, but I've I, got a few Elvis albums. I wouldn't say it was I'm a, I'm I'm a huge fan, but I I do I like Elvis. I a can little see bit, it. Yeah, but there's something about the. I mean, it just said, like, that, you know, he's not even, it's croony. He's like, I don't know what he's doing with the words. He's, he's Elvising the words. He is. He's not just saying, I'll have a blue Christmas. He's like, you know, all the remakes. He's like, I don't know, uttering the sound of the words. He's putting his stamp on it. He's Elvising the words. And it's just, I love it. I eat it up. And even though it's like a a sad Christmas song, it makes me happy (laughs) because it's, Elvis and his backing well, you know, look, you know, vocalists. It, like it tells you something when like I think, I think this is accurate. The biggest selling Christmas album of the last 10 years has been Michael Bublé's Christmas Interesting. album. Interesting, okay. And it's all done in the, you know, he's a modern crooner. Yeah. You know, he evokes Dean Martin and Sinatra and Bing Crosby and all those guys. And it's, it's interesting to think that like that's been the big seller over the last okay. like decade. So it's like there's something about that. The crooner, yeah. Like, so you get a guy that, I mean, literally he's just sounding just like, like he's not doing anything new. It's like, well, why not just listen to a Dean Martin record? It's like, well, I don't know because I like it all. (laughs) They they all like offer something similar, but but different. But you don't like it all because I played you a little snippet earlier. I want to share one of my favorite Christmas albums. I I played a little snippet and you're like, don't like that. Well, what did I say? What was it? So, m- one of my favorite Christmas albums is the is the New Young Messiah, which is not um, <laughs> it's not tra- it, it's going way back. You talk about the heyday of, Chris, of so nothing new about Christmas it. music. <laughs> it goes way back to Handel. The, I think I was just joking because com- of some of the some of the guys you said that the were composer. on it. Composer. Well, this is what. So a lot of people are probably familiar with Handel's Messiah. Yeah, and sometimes around this year, people will go. Yeah. you know, to uh, symphony, you know, to the symphony, and I have no problem see with that. the performance of it. Yeah. Well, in the late '80s, early '90s, I don't actually remember the exact year, but that would be about the time frame. '93, actually. So 1993. I just pulled it up. Some contemporary Christian music artists released what's called the New Young Messiah, and I listened to it. He's not just young, but he's newly young. He's new young. And so they kind of updated. This is really interesting because these are not like rock and roll artists or, what, yeah. you know, those of you who are of a certain age will recognize these names. Wayne Watson, Sandy Patty, Man. Phil Keggy, Carmen, Man. Michael English, did I say Larnell Harris, First Call, B.B. and C.C. Winans. It's that whole era. Third Day. Not Third Day. Um, it was another band. What's the lady band with the three? Point Point of Grace? Point of Grace, sure. I think they're in this. No, anyway. Yeah, so it was, it was like that genre of artist, and they kind of updated the Handel's Messiah to the new young Messiah. They put and some man, beats on it? I love it. I don't know if they put some beats <laughs> on it. It's, a little, it's still a little orchestral, but they kind of turned it into their genre. And there's just some great songs on that album. So I played a little bit of... Surely he hath borne our griefs, which 
to be fair, is not very Christmassy. <laughs> but it's Larnell Harris and Michael English and Steve Green together. Oh. And man, it is just, it will blow your socks off. Well, it's I need so to good. listen to it. I don't typically, I'm not typically drawn to things like that. Yeah, but Stephen like, Curtis Chapman is on here. He's probably the biggest name. Still, yeah. You know, still. I mean, BB and CC Winan are. That's true. The well, I, I mean, I'm, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm open and I'm open to listening to, to anything like that. I just don't typically. The, I wouldn't pursue it. The but. very last, right? So they do worthy is the lamb that was slain, that, and it goes right into the hallelujah chorus, and it's the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir oh, wow. with Twyla Paris. And, yeah. oh, man, it's just so awesome. It's probably amazing. You can listen to it on Apple Music or in Spotify, I've just discovered, so because I can't find my CD. I have a CD of it. What's that? Uh, exactly. It's the New Young Messiah. It's one of my favorites. So what are some of your, you know, you mentioned Tony Bennett. You mentioned, I mentioned Elvis. What are, like, these are staples on the turntable in your home. Yeah, those are staples. I mean, all the old crooner stuff is staples. I I do like I do like some modern stuff too. I, in fact, I every Christmas I'm around June, I start checking these uh, these different sites that will tell you what's coming out that's new that Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like new artists that are putting out like new re- or old artists. So it, to me it's like yeah, I love Tony Bennett, I love Sinatra, I love Johnny Mathis, those guys, Dean Martin, but I, but I like, so my favorite record right now, it just came out this year. It's called We Wish You the Merriest by Seth MacFarlane okay. and Liz Gillies. And they're doing like this old classic kind of duet crooner thing. Okay. And so literally you would have thought this record came out like 60 years ago. <laughs> but it's new and it's modern. Yeah. The production's now, awesome. Seth MacFarlane, he, he's like the cartoon guy, He's right? the cartoon guy, but, he, okay. but, but, he's he's, a... but he's like kind of a jazz crooner vocalist okay. dude. And he's released like jazz records. He has an incredible voice. And so this is a brand new record that came out this year. It sounds like it's 70 years old, hmm. but it's unbelievably great. Yeah. And I've li- I've already like worn it out, right? It's only That's been awesome. like a week. It's like all I've played. And so things like that, like that Joss Stone record from last year, I've I really enjoyed that. Sarah McLaughlin has a really great Christmas record out. Diane Craw- Diana Crawl has a great record out. So like these like these newer artists, not and some of them aren't even newer, those aren't even newer artists, but just sort of modern artists. I love a lot of that. So if you, okay, so here's something here's something that I really love. So I'm not a jazz guy. I do not like typically love jazz. And okay. I know that's going to bum out a lot of people. But I love Christmas I don't jazz. know that we have a lot of jazz fans listening to this. Probably but. not a lot of jazz fans. <laughs> but, a, but Maybe. Well, dude. Maybe the there's thing, a jazz hive out there. I'm just not aware of it. But I You're not allowed shocked. to say you don't love jazz. I don't it's know one if people are going to be upset about you saying you don't like well, jazz. Well, it's just whenever I'm around people and I say I don't love jazz, they go, you don't love jazz. You know, it's like one of those Nobody things. Nobody listens right? to jazz. Exactly. Six people listen to jazz. Right. It's them being all pretentious. <laughs> but, um, but I love Christmas jazz. I love, okay. I absolutely love it. To me, that's the way when jazz When I think works, Christmas jazz, you know? the only thing I think of, and we were playing it before you, you got there on vinyl last night, is yeah. the the Peanuts Christmas album. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's that? Uh, yeah, Vince. Uh, yeah, Gar- I want to, want to say Ghirardelli, I but it's the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> but, say uh, Garaldi. Garaldi, yeah, Vince Garaldi. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, that's a classic. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the old crooners did their stuff in a jazz style. So that's also, so there's a ton of jazz when you get back, if you go back far enough. But I love it. Yeah. So this is the For the Church podcast, so maybe we should talk for just a second about <laughs> about religious songs. Some spiritual significance. Some Christmas yeah. carols. Yes. One of my earliest memories related to Christmas music was actually going caroling. Oh, yeah. Uh, we lived in Brownsville, Texas, and hmm. we, we, this is back when people still did that mm-hmm. in the States. I guess there's still places where people, you know, people do that, but yeah. I, I don't know of anyone who's done that for a long time. 
we would actually would go door to door and go sing. And I love we it. Exclusively. Every now and then we'd, we'd throw in a Rudolph or something like that for the kids, you know. <laughs> but we mainly sang Christmas carols. So wondering, favorite Christmas carol or two? So my two absolute favorites, man. Okay. I love Angels We Have Heard on High. Mm. It's beautiful. It's sad. It yeah. just has a very like kind of almost mournful oh. melody. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then I think, honestly, this could this could fit into my top maybe 25 favorite songs of all time Ooh. in terms of like it's— is Of all, all songs or just all Christmas songs. songs? Okay. It's probably Oh Holy Night. Wow. I mean, that is just—that is an inc- that is just an incredible song. Interesting. Like you could put in, like you could be singing about scrambled eggs and ice cream on that song. <laughs> All on your knees. The, the, the melody is so, incre- it's so dark. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. so melancholy. I mean, the, the note at the end that you're waiting for, they deliver the goods, they hit it. Yeah. And it's an incredible song. So, you know, what's interesting. I don't know if this says anything psychological about me. I like more of the melancholy, oh, um, yeah. secular Christmas songs. Yeah. But when it comes to the carols, when it comes to like spiritual songs, I don't really like this lot. I, I don't like Silent Night. Yeah. Oh, Holy Night's okay. Yeah. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. Eh. You're more of a joy to the world I guy. Want, my favorite, absolute favorite is Hark the Herald Angels Oh, I sing. love that too. That's just, it's so stout. Yes. I feel like, yes, I want to be <laughs> standing up and, you know, clanking root beers with my neighbor. <laughs> like, it's over a feast. Well, I, appreci- the I appreciate that you said deity. root beer. <laughs> I mean, it's just so much like there's just richness about the incarnation. It just feels mm, thick. And I just I, I like love that. it, man. Can yeah. we go back to root beer for a second? I, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah. FTC.org. FTC.co. Um, CO, sorry. <laughs> um, I should probably know that. Um, yeah, Hark the Herald Angels. I love sing. Hark the Herald. I love that. Yeah. And Joy to the World. Joy. To, I mean, it's just I love like. Yes, we're belting it. It's it's uh, I, I like that. it's rousing. It's rousing. Yes, that's to me what sort I love of it too. Spiritual Christmas should. I love those like. too, and I think like I don't you know to me they all f- to me they're all in the same category. So I can listen. T- so if somebody plays Christmas song, then they sing Oh Holy Night, then they sing Joy to the World, then they sing Hark the Herald. Like I'm happy. Like I'm happy with yeah. all of it. Like okay, I just think it all has its place. And to me, I I don't I know that like. I know that we can, you know, we can trivialize Christmas if it's only winter wonderland and let it snow, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have to or, act. Or, or, or worse, you know. Yeah. The Christmas donkey. Or right. Whatever. Like things of, <laughs> right, which I don't even give any time to. But um, so I know we can, I know we can, I know if we, it's almost like eating too much junk food. We can, if it's dessert only, you know, we can, um, we can get too big of a sugar high off those things. And we can miss some of like the nutrients that come with uh, with the beautiful hymns and the depth of the of the lyrics that come with the beautiful hymns. So, but I think it's just I like a balanced diet between between all of those. So maybe. these are the ones that you love, and you said you like them all. Any songs, any Christmas songs, like no, can't do it, don't like it. I don't know. Yeah, but this that's just a personal thing though. That's just well, more that, like that's why I'm asking you. I know. I don't else. like I just don't like I hate go tell it on the mountain. I you know like I <laughs> I don't know that I ever hear that. That's a Christmas song. It, well, they always sing it at Christmas, and I I hate Auld Lang Syne, and I oh, you know, I just don't like the melody. It just bums me out. It's just like, what about the updated version, the 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 churchy version of Auld Lang Syne? I didn't know there was. I mean, I might like it yeah, less. I think if like, there's a churchy version, so I don't I, know. I don't know how to attribute it. What what is it? There's a. 
Christian worship song that's set to it. And I know it's trendy to say you hate Mary, did you know? But yeah, I don't like that. I don't I, like Mary, did you know? And I not know. because, yeah, not because of the trendy reason. I don't I know just why don't it's like trendy. Because I don't the lyric. I don't care about the lyrics and all. It's just the mel. I don't like the melody. It's I'm a, a melody song. guy. So yeah, you always have kind of the people that are like, oh, she did know, you know that. Kind I, of well, thing. that's just being all nerdy about yeah, it. I don't like, care I don't, about <laughs> that. I just don't like the song. Right. I didn't grow to up me, like thinking, oh, Mary, did you know? It's 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 my favorite Christmas. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I put it like in the Christmas shoes category. To be honest with you, the song Christmas shoes. So I, I I can't stand Christmas shoes, but that's not really like song in churches. The one that would sometimes get played, that gets played a lot, a lot, a lot, is Little Drummer Boy, and there's all different versions. Yeah. Even like, I can... I can do without it. I could barely tolerate even like, is it Fred Astaire and David Bowie do the yeah. do the duo? I can barely even tolerate that one. Yeah. And if there's a version of it that I, that I would listen to, it would be that one. I just don't like it. Yeah, I'm trying... I'm and that's even like, apart from the theology of it. People are like... There wouldn't be a drummer boy at the birth of Jesus. Oh yeah, I understand that. I, I, it's like, why do we have to nerd out That's on not it, my know? concern. The song is just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate the song. <laughs> I mean, just the whole deal of it. Is like, stupid. I know you just said, so I'm going to contradict you here. Okay. I, I, I don't love Blue Christmas. Oh, no. You know, yeah, I don't love it. Man. Um, Why do you have to end on that? No, 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 know? it's okay. But I also don't love, like, All I Want for Christmas, is whatever, the Mariah Carey. Like, I don't love that. That's not my okay. favorite thing. It's fine, but, like, I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't do it for me. And I, you know. So some of those ones are like they're it's fine, okay. but it's like I'm not gonna pick it if I'm gonna like if I'm in if I'm in a department store and they're playing it I'm happy yeah, it's yeah. great but like I'm I'm gonna skip it if okay. it's okay. if it's on something. What about yeah. like like Santa Baby or you know some of those? yeah like you know what are you doing New Year you know, <laughs> like I like some of those they're okay but yeah. like I don't. It, you it's know okay. whose version of that is somewhat tolerable is she and him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the Zoe Deschanel. I yeah, don't know who yeah, the yeah. guy I is, like but those. they do that little duo. And they do some kind of throwbacky type stuff. They do, yeah. yeah. Their their records are actually pretty, pretty fun, pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, you don't love everything at the same percentage. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. You can't love everything the same. But. Well, this was a fun conversation. I hope it was fun for our listeners. We have a big announcement that we're gonna make. Oh man. That's what really we've been gearing up to is to make this big announcement. You and me, we're going to do a Christmas episode every week for the next year. <laughs> that's, that's not the announcement. <laughs> it's Christmas all year round it's, it's at FTC. Year round. Christmas in July. It's Christmas yes. in August. It's, yes. No, but we are starting a new podcast that's mm. going to be launching on... It's kind of new. I mean, it's new. I'm just going to say it's new. It's new content. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll explain how it's sort of new and new-ish in the podcast itself, but yeah. we're starting a new podcast called The Heart of Pastoring that's going to come out. <laughs> Why are you grinning at me? We're laughing about this because uh, it's sort of a reboot of a podcast that used to be called The Art of Pastoring, and I had the clever idea of, if we're going to call it The Heart of Pastoring, maybe H apostrophe A-R-T, oh, the heart. Oh, man, you are, you're getting arty. You're getting <laughs> arty with heart that. Of pastoring. The heart of um, That is scheduled to release... In either late January, early February, we're still working that out, but we're hoping for late January. We'll we'll have some announcements for you. But it's gonna be a seasonal podcast with Ronnie and myself working through the ins and outs, the the, the trenches of pastoral ministry. You excited about it? I am, man. I think it's gonna it it's fun, right? Because number one, we get to do it together and we get to bring some things to the table, like from our experience, you know, with all these different things we've done over the past couple of decades, and just, you know, to encourage people. So it's gonna it's gonna be cool. It's yeah. going to be really fun. Yeah. So if you're listening to the For the Church podcast and you're wondering, okay, what's going to be the difference? You probably noticed that for the For the Church podcast, we cover like a variety of issues. We're trying to aim at 
Christian leaders, mature believers. And so we've got men, women, pastors, non-pastors, lay people. I mean, we have all sorts of listeners. We cover lots of devotional, spiritual, and yes, church leadership type topics. The heart of pastoring is going to be exactly as it sounds. It's going to be geared more towards pastoral ministry work. We're going to be really digging into the character of the pastorate and just sort of the ins and outs of, of daily life in ministry and with a lot of personal storytelling. Yeah. We, we, we've got some uh, stuff to share that maybe I think can help minister to those who listen as well. So anyone can listen to it, of course, but we hope it'll be a, a special ministry to those of you out there who are engaged in the work of shepherding in the local church. So stay tuned for that. We'll ha- have some more announcements, of course, as we get closer, including in this space and the FTC podcast. We'll be letting you know exact dates and all those sorts of things as well. If you enjoy the podcast, the FTC podcast, that is, as always, dear listener, please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.